welcome to the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. I'm Jai. Hi. Oh my gosh, I'm actually really excited because we're doing this not really on purpose, but kind of sort of on purpose, but we're doing Mission Impossible, like the OG 96 one, because yeah, it's, I mean, the new one's coming out. We're going to go see it next weekend, which this will be out, I think, when we're probably at the movie theaters, <laughs> so that's yeah. cool. It feels like a little bit of an old one for you, do you think? I mean, I guess maybe oh. it's probably not like what people would normally think is something that I would review, but this movie is probably one of my top, like, 50 movies. I love wow. this movie. I've, I had it on tape, and I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I was also always on TV. So when it was on TV, I would be like, oh, cool, Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, I can yeah. see how that movie was on TV a lot uh, in the, like, late 90s. Yeah. Early 2000s too, but yeah, I mean, I'm. I have to say, I do like Tom Cruise as a movie star. I think he's like one of the best at getting people to go see his movies. I do not love everything that he's in, but I haven't seen everything he's in either. Uh, mm. As far as Mission Impossible's, I've seen the first one. I've seen the second one. I have not seen the third. I've only seen the bits where he's on the Burj Khalifa. So I don't even know what. What is that five? And then I've seen the most recent one with Henry Cavill and Angela Bassett. Mm. I saw that one, but I haven't seen like all of them. Like I, I don't know. Have you seen all of them? No, I've only seen one and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. The recent but... one was pretty good. I think it's Fallout. I think it's because they're not numbered anymore. I think it's Fallout is the one with Henry Cavill and all them. That one was pretty cool because they now, as everyone knows, Tom Cruise is like a nut with his stunts. Which mm-hmm. is basically why we're going to see this new one. Yeah, not for the story. Exactly. I mean, he's a spy. It's kind of the same deal. Like I mean, double crossing. Not, never going to be that missions. strong. But it's no. all the the crazy stuff that he does. Uh, I mean, it's kind of cool to watch, you know? Yeah. I mean, and why shouldn't we watch him do it on like a massive screen? Like as it was intended. He's just so committed. This is the thing. Like, there are a lot of action films out there, but they never do their own stunts. So the fact that he does that to me is already like, he gets so many extra points for that. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's kind of insane that he does his own stunts at the level of movie star that he is in. And that he even like, like, for example, I never knew that he produced this film. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. His first one, I think. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think it's just so amazing that he came up with some of the, um, the scenes he like I, yeah i just feel like he he's a really smart dude and yeah i love it like i just love watching him i actually don't really i don't think i've seen like his recent films but i've seen everything that he did in the 80s and and 90s yeah i mean he's done he's another one that's like one of those he reminds me of an old school hollywood uh like movie star like just like the way he looks the way he acts the way he's very like polished in a way that you don't know much about him behind the scenes like he's very much like a movie guy so when he does promotions or interviews and stuff even if i mean i have to say i i do watch especially during covid because there was that tape that came out of him yelling on this one of the sets of the new ones because they had all these covid protocols that they had to do and there was an audio tape that came out of someone recording him like yelling because what happens is if someone breaks that protocol they have to shut the production down and he's producing this meaning this is costing him probably like 
tens of millions of dollars to do these productions. And, and I think everyone was like standing too close to the mo- by the monitors when they were supposed to be like social distance or whatever. So he's like screaming and yelling. That was like a thing that came out. But most of the time we don't, he's very like Hollywood. Like you see him talking about the stunts. He's all like super excited. Like, yeah, well I did this. He never talks about his personal life, which is kind of like how the old school way when they yes. would do it, you no, know? I'm, yeah, exactly. Um, he's very private. I mean, the things mm-hmm. that we know are, I mean, connected to Scientology is what we kind of know. He's kind of at the top of it and, you know, the whole thing with Katie Holmes, but we still don't really know details. We don't know. No, we haven't heard from either one of them from it. We've heard from like third parties and other people who were there, but we've never heard like directly from either one of them about like X, Y, and Z. We kind of Mm. did, I think, more about Scientology when he was in that phase when we kind of knew publicly that he was, because I don't think I knew anything about him being in that group in the 90s. I mean, I think I only knew when there was the, like, interview where he was talking about, like, uh, you know, like, psycho, uh, what do you call it, psychiatric drugs. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the only time I'd ever heard any kind of, like, personal opinion on things from him. It was always like, oh, yeah, he's in the movies, and they sit there and talk to him about the movies. They don't talk to him about, like, Nicole Kidman. Like, we never knew anything about their marriage or anything no no which i mean i kind of like that yeah i love that that's that used to be the old way just like an actress an actor you don't need to care about their personal life we shouldn't really care you know what i mean but it's just so different now because it's all about the people's personal life like even just not acts but just people in general like just like that's the pattern in like social media. People want to know what you're doing, what you're into, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just about what you do or like how good you are or what you do. It's just so funny that your main man, uh, Killian, is doing interviews for Oppenheimer now. And he I- looks it, like it, in pain. <laughs> he doesn't want to. He's yes. just kind of like, okay. He's like, okay. There's one interview that's so funny that was going around on Twitter. It was like only a minute and a half clip, but it was like Robert Downey Jr. sitting with him. And he was talking about Killian like as if he was like some newcomer. And I was like, this is Thomas motherfucking Shelby. How dare you? Like, do you even know who this guy is? Just because he hasn't been like the lead in a blockbuster yet. You think he's like some newbie? And he was like, you know, Killian's really great. Like, you know, he really takes the role. I was like, okay, Iron Man, let's sit the fuck down over here. We know that you, you're you an actor. We got it. We know you from everything. Also, but like, Killian's a big know, deal. Like, he's been making like. <laughs> films for a really long time yeah. he's not like on own do you know no it's so funny and he was just sitting there like in typical killian fashion like fuck my life like this is this is why i don't That's like to leave mean. the house like, i love that he's also very much like private you don't see him like hanging out wearing like he doesn't care about what he's wearing like it's just very like totally the opposite of brad pitt he's now always seen in like really cool or sometimes not very cool outfits and like uh, what's up with his styling he wants to be seen and like uh, yeah midlife crisis he's past the midlife crisis he's cool he's the sort of guy that literally can pull off like an old pair of jeans and a t-shirt and just Mm -hmm. like sunglasses you know he doesn't need to maybe it's just because of his age i don't know maybe because the times that we're living now where you know the stylist is kind of like a big thing now for like celebrities you know to be seen outside like uh like films filming or whatever 
Do you have you ever like paid attention to Tom Cruise's like uh, off duty style? Never. No, Never? I literally have no idea what he wears. You? Yeah, I mean, not not that I've paid attention, but I have certain eras that I really like of Tom Cruise. Like, I really love the like interview with the vampire era, which was I believe after he did the firm, which is an, another good like '90s movie that he did. Oh, he's. Let me tell you, all his '80s films are incredible and everything that he did in the 90s except eyes wide shot that was a bit weird but oh yeah yeah that was weird as much as i love man, the fact that kubrick. He was, it's kubrick but um that was a total weird film but i mean i still like watched it but everything i literally saw like being an 80s kid i literally grew up on, on these films you know like top gun cocktail legend born on the fourth of july Rayman. <laughs> like i've seen them all risky business i've seen all these films except for one called taps in 1981 i haven't seen that oh i haven't seen every every uh tom cruise movie so i, I have just from like 81 to like night to 2000 sorry and oh then, wow! Okay, yes, yeah. yeah, that's a lot. Then actually, no, I I watched Minority Report. Collateral was great. I love that film. Yeah, I saw that because you told me to see Collateral. Yeah. Um, I didn't love then, it. I wanted more. I need more bad from Tom Cruise. Oh, I, I just liked ba- it I need him to be more of a baddie. So I wasn't as convinced, but I wasn't a fan of that casting either. Like the oh. whole movie, yeah. Oh yeah, you don't like the. Not yeah, a I massive know. fan of Jamie Foxx or Jada Pinkett. I did watch Top Gun actually, the Maverick. That just because I had to because yeah, I, love I didn't, the original I didn't one. see the yeah the original one. I I didn't see when it was out, and I tried I think, to watch it recently, and I was like, nah. Well, that's well, that's what I'm saying. I think it's definitely like a childhood like nostalgia mm-hmm. thing, you know. So like, if you watch the original in the '80s, you kind of have to watch the new one. Yeah, oh totally, I totally get that. There's still a lot on my list that I want to watch of him, but I think. My first, when I think of Tom Cruise, like, as a kid, I think of Interview with the Vampire was probably the first movie that I saw with him that I really remember. And then after that was Mission Impossible. But Interview with the Vampire kind of, like, informs, is, like, the era that I'm stuck in with Tom Cruise. Because in my personal opinion, I feel like he'll never do any better than that. Because I think it was just so not him that we know of. Like, that he kind of is the leading man, or he's, like, the hero, or he's at least, like, the lead. If he's not the hero, he's the lead. But in this one, I feel like Interview the Vampire was just, like, I just didn't think he could do that. And nobody did when they cast him, when we did that episode a while ago, which you can listen to. It's, like, episode, like, 18 or something. It's really early. But, yeah, even Anne Rice was like, uh, Tom Cruise? Like, no. Because he's, like, no, that no, guy. Because he was the action. Well, he was doing not so much action, but he... He he did action, Days of Thunder, Top he Gun. Did, but, He'd done all those before. But he wasn't just doing... I mean, Magnolia is so good. Have you seen that? No. That's another one I have not seen. Oh, it's really I good, I literally have only seen, like... Yeah, no, I, they're on my list to watch. I've only seen a handful. Like, the ones I've seen are The Outsiders, which I own on DVD... Uh, Risky Business, uh, The Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, uh, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview with the Vampire, Mission Impossible, and this is when I started to drop off. I've seen Vanilla Sky. Yeah, but I was collateral. Ask, have you seen Vanilla Sky? Yeah. yeah. Do you mm-hmm. know also The Last Samurai? No. After that is when I drop off because after that, the next movie I saw from him, nothing in the two thousands. 
until American Made, which was 2017, and then Fallout, the last Mission Impossible. So mm. everything in the middle of there, I have not seen. So I don't know. I tr- I was starting Valkyrie the other day, but mm-hmm. um, that's it. Yeah, I haven't seen The War of the Worlds. I haven't seen... There's that one movie that people say is really good, Edge of Tomorrow, that they really? said was like way better than... Mm. Pe- yeah, the, and Oblivion, I heard it's good. So uh, yeah, there's still a lot that I have to see <laughs> with him in it. I think for me, Collateral was the last one that oh, I okay. really liked that I watched. And I, after that, all the other ones that he did were just didn't really appeal to me, um, mm-hmm. like action films. So, but. Yeah, I have a lot. Oh, Eyes Wide Shut, I've seen that. Yeah, Jerry Maguire, I haven't seen. <gasps> you haven't seen that? It's no. Like a classic, kind of. Yeah, I wasn't interested. Uh... Like, when it, when it came out. I remember yeah, I seen the trailers. If I was just like, when they came out to kind of enjoy them, I think it pretty is quite weird to watch them now. You know? Yeah, some movies are kind of like that. You know, like it really has the magic, and I feel like this one, this Mission Impossible, like the beginning of the franchise. I feel like it means a lot to me because I was like thirteen. You know, so I was like, cool spies. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't know if I watched it now for the first time if I would even be like that interested at all. Probably not. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Probably not. Probably yeah, be we like, were so what? like. I mean, we were like thirteen, and it was everywhere. You couldn't back then. Movies were like the the marketing. Everything was just like kind of different from now. I guess there's more made now than that back then. Well, we have social media now, so you like see it everywhere. Like exactly. you see it not just on the TV, like commercials or. But back then, you just rely on the soundtrack, like the mm-hmm. promo, like. The magazine covers, yeah. like seeing him mm-hmm. on magazine covers and be like, oh, a new movie. Like, yeah, oh, yeah a new movie's like, coming really out. Cool. So this premiered May 22nd, 1996, directed by the famous Brian De Palma, who I'm pretty sure at the time I'd never seen a Brian De Palma film. So Yeah, I, you must have seen Carrie. Oh, by 13? I don't know. Yeah. I did no? see that movie in high school, but I don't know what year. Oh, I love, I love actually a lot of his films. Yeah, I don't think I'd seen a lot of his of his movies at the time. Um, mm. What else has he done besides way. Scarface? I know Scarface. I mean, Scarface. He yeah, did, that, which I definitely then, did not see when I was 13. So. Dress to Kill, Carrie, um, Blowout. Yeah, I haven't seen any of these. Scarface. I mean, no, he's Scarface. done some really inc- like insane, The Untouchables. Like, he's done some crazy iconic movies. Yeah, yeah, I know he's like the suspense guy. Like everything he does. Oh, the Black Dahlia. I've seen that. Um, but I don't think I've seen. But yeah, he has two that are coming out apparently. Upcoming. Sweet I Vengeance. I Domino, but I didn't really like. It. I think I'm pretty sure that's got Keira Knightley. Yeah, but isn't the Domino from that with Keira Knightley? Isn't that like? The... Oh yeah, it's not. This yeah, is... that one's from like two thousand like four, right? This is this a different one? Is oh, it the same franchise? One. This is with Jamie from Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> so I'm thinking of Domino with Kira. Like there is another Kira. Domino though. Yeah, it's another movie called Domino. Oh yeah, yeah, the Kira Knightley one. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so this is really, this is like a definite Brian De Palma like mm-hmm. suspense thriller kind of action vibe but like when's the first time you saw this was it in the theater yeah i watched it at cinema mm-hmm. oh cool yeah and you hadn't seen it again since you were young so I this think, is like no i did watch it in the um 
late 90s again. I pretty watched it like in 98, maybe 2000. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, as I, I said know, before, I know, I know this film, movie. Like, I know the scenes are so iconic. I remember it very clearly, like everything that happens, you know? Like yeah. I remember the plot really well. It's just, I didn't remember a couple of things, but yeah. Cool. Still pretty good like, to watch, actually. Yeah, I liked it. It was it was an entertaining watch. It was like a fun ride. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to behind the scenes. Did There's you? So much. Yeah, there is a lot. I mean, obviously, we're not here to like document everything that happened, but no, I'm trying to think what. Uh... Let me let me give the stats first. The yes, budget of let's the budget of this yeah. was eighty million dollars, which I have a note about. Um, it was a fuck ton of money. The box office it made four hundred and fifty seven million. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's insane how much money it made. How much money do you think Mission Impossible this weekend's gonna make? I no think it's gonna idea. make a lot because people love know. watching him do this crazy it's shit. True. And it opens on Wednesday, like tomorrow, so it's gonna have like all that other extra days to make some money. Um, but yeah, okay, so made a fuck ton of money. IMDb gives us a seven point one out of ten, which I thought was kind of low. And Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is 66%, and the audience score is 71. Yeah, I'm surprised on both of those. Very surprised, yeah. Yeah, like, what's so bad about it? It's not 66? Like, what? What did you want? I I don't get it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, so those are the stats on this. Did you have any interesting things? Or I can tell you about the 80 million was not supposed to be 80 million, yeah, and, tell us that because yeah Paramount tell- was like, we're trying to spend like 40 to 50 million on this because this was the beginning of this franchise. They had no idea, Paramount, whether or not this was going to actually like end up being a thing, even though because it was an IP that they owned, because mm-hmm. the Mission Impossible TV show was on in, like, I believe, the 60s. Mm-hmm. I think it was the 60s. I think um, it was the 60s, yeah. The movie that, I don't know if you ever watched Stalag 17, the movie that I sent I- you. Um, it's mm-hmm. a really good movie. Uh, if anyone out there likes like war film, it's like a World War II film, but it's like kind of funny. It's directed by Billy Wilder, who did like some like it hot, like a whole bunch of like really iconic fifties films. But it's it's good. It's like a it's a really good story, but also has elements of comedy in it too. But um, one of the guys in that movie is the main Mission Impossible guy from the sixties. Oh, uh, blonde guy, tall. Um, so uh, so it's really crazy that. They had this was a really big TV show like back in the day, and then they tried to remake this movie in the 80s. And I think they wanted it to be like something, but then it didn't really catch on. So this was like Tom Cruise apparently was looking for his first production that he was going to do with Paula Wagner, who's his agent. And they now have like a massive uh, like Cruise Wagner production company. I think he does all the Mission Impossibles now and probably everything else he's in. But he was like, okay, I want something for my first feature to produce. So he was looking through everything that Paramount owned the IP for. And then he was like, oh, Mission Impossible. Cool. All right, maybe we can do that. And then they said, okay, 40 to 50 million. But he was like, no, I want more show. Like, I want this to be like a fucking show. I want to do all these stunts and crazy shit. And they were like, but they convinced he convinced them as he probably is one to do. He is one to convince people. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I would yeah. be scared to say no to him. I'd be like, okay, give him the extra 30 billion. Um, and then, yeah, then he made this obvious massive. I, that's one thing about Tom Cruise that I like is that you can tell that he's like a movie fan 
and that he mm-hmm. really likes making films and he likes he also likes to make films for audiences which i don't think a lot of actors do they just no, like do their shit and then they go do. exactly mm-hmm. yeah but he kind of wants to make sometimes with a detriment to his own like sanity and mental health i think and even like physical health cuz what the fuck's he doing now like jumping uh, you know airplanes and like but he's clearly like an adrenaline junkie <laughs> well, yeah. and he loves a challenge and I he mean, is yeah. kind of like he is very much like you gotta be a little bit psychotic to yeah. to produce to do the stunts yourself. He's a perfectionist, you know. It's beyond. It's beyond what Keanu does in John Wick. Beyond anyone does. <laughs> yeah, has I mean, done. Keanu's doing crazy anyone. shit, but he's doing a lot of shit close to the ground, which is also terrifying too. I mean, he's doing a lot of like fight sequences and like horseback riding and cars and like that stuff can also go wrong. You know, too, but what Tom Cruise is doing, and this new one, he's like in a train, I think that's going off a cliff, like in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, just. I mean, just that scene alone in the new one that I've seen many times, like the behind behind the scenes, where he throws himself on the motorbike. Oh my god. It's like. Like off a cliff. And you see the crew just. Holding their breath. I mean, until could they, you imagine? Until they find out that he made it safely, oh. like to the ground, and they're like, "Oh, he's he he made it." You know, it's um. Did you see? I mean, I don't like James Corden because I think he's like really annoying. But when he's so annoying. But when they were doing one of the Mission Impossible, it must have been like the last one that was out. This was a few years ago. He Tom Cruise took um James Corden skydiving, mm-hmm. and like it's like. This is and this is the kind of I know he's an actor and I know like yeah yeah like we don't really know like people and they're kind of paid to act like this and super charming, but I feel like that whole interaction it was just like really funny that he was like okay come on James let's go do it let's go do it and he like took him out like James Corden jumps like with someone but Tom Cruise obviously like he's like done this thousands of times or he has his own little backpack he has his own like custom stuff he's like yeah let's go like just super calm like oh yeah this is gonna be so fun this is gonna be whatever and it just like takes him you know takes him skydiving and the way he lands it's insane like you know how you see people land and it's like this crazy hard landing mm-hmm. he does this like soft like the harry potter land that robert pattinson does because like, he's done it so many times so many i mean times. he's been doing it's skydiving nuts. since the eight, like 90s and also like, patrick swayze 90s. was the same way in point break he would take oh, really? the crew out. Yeah, he would take the crew out skydiving. And eventually the, the production team was like, yo, yo, you can't be taking this crew out skydiving every weekend. Like, this is nuts. But Swayze was also very much like a Tom Cruise. He was like an adrenaline junkie. Like, he loved to do, like, all these really crazy things. Like, he did all the surfing in that movie. He was like oh, a real wow. athlete. I didn't know that. Patrick Swayze was amazing. The dancing. He grew up in a dance studio. His parents were uh, dance instructors. Right. That's of why course. he's incredible. I, I that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he was in, like, R.I.P. Patrick Swayze that one was like rough because he was so cool um but yeah it kind of reminds me of like you know he just wants to like do things for audiences like he wants that's why he wanted the movies open when top gun made all that fucking money last year he was like people want to go to the movies you know like we've been cooped up and people deserve to see this you know like on the big screen which is the only reason because it's true we needed to like get back out you Mm -hmm. know and actually go to the cinema and we did i mean we went to the cinema to watch it yeah so i mean that's it's pretty amazing which i think is really cool um so yeah do you have any notes that you found out i just have a few i don't have a ton yeah so like obviously when we just talked about how he does most of his own stunts and 
Um, <laughs> he wanted like the scene. Actually, De Palma designed all of the action sequences, mm-hmm. but then Tom Cruise did have some ideas too for like the actual, <laughs> like stunts, like the whole like train. You know, mm-hmm. he he really wanted that to happen, and he was like determined that he wanted to use the France high speed train, the TGV. Mm-hmm. But uh, rail authorities objected, and they they said like no way, <laughs> and then so so then Tom Cruise, being Tom Cruise, like invite to the, the the TGV owners for dinner, and the following day they agree, they get permission. <laughs> what kind of fucking sorcery? Like, he's, what? He's just beyond charming. I don't know what he it, like. I can't even imagine being in his presence because he's probably like magnetic do you know what i mean they said it is like i've heard multiple times from even different actors and especially even kirsten dunn says every christmas he gives her this coconut cake and he has every year since interview with the vampire and she's like every year i keep thinking it's gonna be the one year that like he forgets like come on it's been like 30 years she's like every fucking year that cake shows up and someone else said like he remembers everything like even if you meet him like 10 years ago and you talked about like your sick aunt he'll bring it up again when he meets you like how is everything with your aunt is she okay like it's crazy they say it's like he's not like from here i feel like he's like like a machine at this point yeah he's like a machine or something because that's just like kind of crazy like i i've never even been around anyone like that i can just imagine like his routine when he wakes up in the morning takes, Patrick like, some, Bateman. there's meditation <laughs> totally absolutely like patrick him. bateman bases before christian bale bases performance on tom cruise as patrick bateman which i found is one of the most amazing pieces of information that it's i've true. known about it's true. It's Psycho, really funny. it's like so true yeah he probably has like some not beyond like a cold shower he probably has that system where you like take a bath in a freezing cold shower every day, mm-hmm. you know, and like he trains who knows how many hours a day, like he he's just, you you know he's a very disciplined person. I mean, like, yeah totally. Um. So yeah, so he convinced him to use the train and while most of the scenes were actually shot at Pineapple, not Pineapple Pinewood Studios in England they did use some scenes on the actual train running in like across england i can't yeah. remember exactly the, the cities but i'm i also love the the scene that takes place in the glass like wall restaurant oh, with all yeah. the lobsters. so it's pretty insane how that like how they did that like i don't know if you've ever seen a video of it Mm-mm. oh like behind wa- the scenes yeah i watched one just of that one scene i actually know the and the one where he suspended in oh the, yeah in the the, in the, the vault, vault yeah. yeah so they use 16 tones in all of the tanks and they were concerned that like when he was like detonated that the glass would literally fly around and it could hurt like obviously the stunts and like tom cruise and stuff and so they tried the the sequence with a stunt man but it wasn't convincing and so he actually asked tom cruise to do it <laughs> Um, even though there was a possibility the actor could have drowned. Oh my god. <laughs> and I watched this incredible clip, it's only like a four minute log of how they shot that. And it's pretty insane. Like they they they, they really like detonate the the ta- you know, the tanks. And he literally has three seconds to leave. <gasps> they count to three and then he literally 
runs out but everything that you see is true like you see the water is behind him i mean not to that extent but it is pretty much the same that you see in the, in that scene that's so also i do like that a lot of his movies are like practical effect movies and not yeah. many of them are cgi uh, uh yeah so that was pretty cool to watch and and just I, i'm always curious to see how they film stuff like that you know without like, know. special effects and i love that that was really like close to to the real scene yeah and also when they film um you know the scene in the vault where he's like suspended by a cable like apparently he hit his head so many times doing it because it was just like really hard to get it they actually said more than the tank scene that was the most difficult like the most challenging scene because you had to be so precise yeah in, in order to land super close to the floor and they try like set they, they literally had like they tried so many times at times it would be too low that he ended up hitting him his his head oh shit yeah like hit the other floor. times it was like not low enough and he just didn't have the same effect and they wanted to make sure he was as close to the floor as possible and so because he kept they said like the balance like what took what re- was required of Tom Cruise to shoot that it was like beyond like what any one of us could have done because he had to have so much balance to keep himself like upside down for long periods of time to shoot the beginning right when he's just upside down and the guy is still in the office and then when he um goes really low he they just couldn't get it right and they're like and I can so see that because it it's just really difficult to be suspended by like two cables only and to make sure your body's completely flat. Yeah. Not at any angle. And so because he kept like hitting himself and it wasn't completely flat, he he had the idea to put like coins in his shoes to keep the to balance the weight. Oh my god. And, and obviously like, what like planet is he from? I don't know if you remember this, but like British money is actually heavier. Like it's the coins thick. are more solid. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say it's, thick. it's changed now. They changed it like a few years ago, but um the coins were like really heavy and like mm-hmm. so, like chunkier, do you know? Yeah, yeah. So apparently he he put a lot of coins in his shoes as a counterweight. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god, how crazy. Yeah, so I mean that was pretty cool and also like Apple had a 15 million promotion, like, I guess 15 million budget promotion linked to the film. And that included games, print ads, television, like, ads, and, like, featuring scenes from from the show turned into the film. Um, and also, apparently, a placement of Apple, like, computers. Yeah, in I was going to say, too. they used the, the Apple computers, Apple. yeah. Um, so it just shows like the marketing back then. It's just so different. Like, that's crazy. I guess because we we didn't have internet, so we're just watching TV. You know, it was more targeted. It was just very like few channels, but it was just like everywhere. Yeah, they could reach more people. They could like a definite yeah, yeah totally. reaching more people. Even the magazines, even if you didn't buy them, you saw them. So you're yeah, still seeing sure. it, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was different. We were more clued up because we had less, I guess, since we only had TV people and and cinema like like theaters like 
people only watch movies that way or where they came out in like cassette, you know, VHS mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, and renting them. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't have it. I didn't write it down. I missed it. But I, I f- vaguely remember reading that this was the last film like produced in uh, VH tape. Oh, uh, Beta, I think. Oh, Beta. Okay, yes. Yeah, it was Beta. Yeah, yeah, Betamax, which my dad had a Beta machine, but Beta never, like, caught on, like, to the level that no, VHS did. No, it didn't. Yeah, it was, like, 8-track. It was, like, one Do of those formats. Do you remember this huge cassette? <laughs> the big ones. Yeah, beta, yeah. Was, beta was a little smaller. That's why I'm surprised that they didn't catch on and that VHS got bigger, because they were bigger. They were, like, longer and chunkier. I the just betas remember were storing small. that. Like, my dad had so many movies in that yeah, format. Yeah, my dad had the camera that you, like, put on your fucking shoulder, like a newsman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Nuts. <That laughs> Does he have it still? I don't know. I don't think so. He we gave away... Ask. He, like, got rid of so much shit and, like, just didn't say anything. Like, just ask. Like, years ago. I'll ask okay. him, yeah. Um, I just... I don't... I don't... I haven't seen it. I don't know where it would be if he, if he did have it. But um, but yeah, it's it's so funny. That's so nuts. And then just the last one, just that obviously, uh, filming took place in London, like some scenes in actual London, and it, most of it was in a Pinewood Studios and Prague. A lot of, like, the film was shot in Prague, and you can see you can see mm-hmm. the difference, you know. But I do love. I totally forgot about this, but we're watching it last night. I was like, oh my god, that's like Liverpool Station. And it, it was, like, filmed there. You can see that was in the studio. That was, like, the station. Oh, the real cool. station. So they must have shot, like, that station at 9 to, to film, like, like I don't know, like, 3 a.m. in the morning or something like that in order to film that, that scene where he's at, his, at the uh, tube, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Well, they can definitely shut shit down. Yeah. Like, overnight exactly. or something, yeah. And just have extras walking around. That's so yeah, cool. Really cool. So yeah. I I don't know if you want to there was one big note on Scientology. I don't know if you wanna go over that. Oh, what is it? What's the big note? Did they do something for the movie? No, something like oh, I don't I don't have it here because I just remember reading about it, but I didn't because I thought that you'll have it. I was oh, like, no. Oh Lauren will want to talk about that. No, we have to do a whole like documentary or we have to probably do the Scientology documentary to get into like all the ins and outs. Wait, what is it? Is it a big no? He was like, I think he was, I just can't remember the country, but they had issues in promoting the film because of his link to Scientology. Oh. And he, they just felt they didn't want to be associated and it, it was like crazy. So like, something like they tried to like, not ban the film, but kind of like boycott the film there. Oh. And so, obviously, Scientology, uh, the organization, and like some of the most important members got really upset including john travolta (laughs) really there's like a whole thing i'm like trying to find it uh permission possible yeah wow i wonder if do they like have it now because it's still like a franchise like do they still Um, promote it now yeah good question i really want to find this because i i thought that you have it no i was like Hmm. I knew there was a lot of information on it. And I was like, okay, I'm only going to do certain things. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, I don't know what I found it. I just can't, like, for some reason, I... I'm Googling now. It's pretty interesting. I was like, oh my God, of course they, uh, they, they mess with the wrong people. Do you know what I mean? I wonder... 
I yeah, wonder... I remember reading like John Travolta's name, like as being, you know, involved. I guess because so in support of his colleague and like friend Tom. Do you know? Wow, that's so nuts. As I, I, say, I, yeah. I wonder what. I am sorry. Like I should have had it here. Okay, so yeah, so basically they spoke how it was Germany. Actually. Oh, Germany. Okay. So they spoke how. What's this from? Like, what's uh the source? This is Wiki. <laughs> oh, okay. This is Wikipedia. Okay. So who knows what the hell? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So basically, the prime minister in Germany, um, kind of, like. By banned Scientologists from joining the the state civil service, and so like just having the film, like he didn't want to, like they wanted to boycott it basically, and they criticized the film. Oh, and so the Church of Scientology that responded that he, you know, they had not invested in the film, that they were not part of it, and so then I guess the issue was like they were discrimin there was like religious discrimination when actually that the church itself had nothing to do with it. Oh, wow. So apparently the boycott was criticized by the U.S. State Department and United Nations Human Rights Commission. Oh, After wow. John Travolta arranged a meeting with U.S. President like Bill Clinton and National Security Advisor Sandy Berg. <laughs> it's wow. crazy. So then the church later published an open letter to, um, to like International Herald Tribune Mm-hmm. Um and so just like comparing the German boycotts of Scientology, uh, Scientology celebrities such as Tom Cruise to Nazi book burnings. Wow. Okay, and this is actually from Lawrence Wright's book, and it's called Going Clear, and which is the documentary that they made on HBO. Oh. So that's where that source is from. So it's from a reputable source, because <laughs> he re- he researches all the like cults crazy. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It is a really crazy rabbit hole to go down. I was crazy obsessed with the Going Clear documentary and also like Leah Remini. She had a show where she was like talking to people that had left and all these stories. I was like so into it when it came out. I think I'm sure they're still talking about it somewhere, but it's really insane. The whole thing, like the whole, you know, religion, organization, whatever (laughs) they want to call it. But God, yeah, but now I just think it's so ingrained. It's like they all must go see his movies, <laughs> like all of everyone. Yeah, I can't imagine like that's a thing. But obviously, this is like '96, right? Mm-hmm. So they weren't on the radar that much. I think we just thought of them as like, if I even, I don't think I even knew who they were in the '90s. I don't so think, I don't think, I think anyone was. like mess like messes up with Scientology because they're so powerful. Yeah, I mean, I think they just kind of stay away from it, you know? Exactly, it's just not even a point on, you know, they're just too powerful to... It's yeah. insane. I wonder if it will always be that way. I guess we'll never know, or we'll have to see. Well, that's all. That's all might be behind scenes. Okay, cool. All right, well, I have a few other notes. Uh, the okay, interesting... Cool. One interesting note that I found is that this is the only film in the franchise where Ethan Hunt does not fire a gun and there are yeah, no gunfights, which is really so cool. cool. It that is. This one is like a really good action film with not much violence as like, as what we think of now. I mean, now it's very like, there isn't, he doesn't even have any like hand to hand combat. He's basically like doing stunts and like, it's basically like chases 
like his stunts are, are are basically either him running away or him like chasing after someone it's not yeah. really like it's not like hand to hand like fight combat like they later become you know um, or like well like he's still doing chases now he's still in cars getting away from people motorcycles I still want to know how the fuck he's riding this motorcycle off a mountain like for what is someone behind him are people the, like the, chasing him in this the new interesting one? thing is like when he does that. It, the thing is that you have to look at the position of his body it's insane he's like, going it's so straight perfect. out like he's going straight out but also it's not it's not even like clumps it's like so perfect yeah like, he looks like a freaking machine like <laughs> like flying out of the bike and then just going on this sort of dive pose you know what i mean he the said position. in one interview that like it's down to such for this new one, God, we we sound like such Tom Cruise fangirls. In, in one like in one interview that he's recently done, he says that like the smallest thing could happen, like his shoelace could get caught on the bike, and then that's fucking it. Oh yeah, that's it. Like it's he's like there's so many factors even outside of the thing not opening, or what if he even gets caught trying to dismount from the bike. Even, like, his pants, anything could just... A thread could get caught. If you miss even a second and you drop altitude, that will not help when you release the uh, parachute or whatever. Or, like, the base jump, like, the suit, you know? Like, anything. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And he's done it, like... They said one day he was doing it, like, six or seven times. And they were like, no, we got it. He's like, no, 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 let's do it again. I was like, oh, my God. But also, like, the physical... uh, You have to be in such an incredible form in order to do... To do these things, you and know what physics. I mean? physics. You have to know, like, the physics. Exactly. It has to be, like, mapped out with, like, your body weight, where your body weight sits. Like, are you top, more top-heavy? Your legs, your, like, aerodynamics. Like, you'd have to do in, like, a whole biotech thing where they, like, measure mm-hmm. your body in, like, one of those kind of, like, scientific capsules. And they look at, like, all the points. They have to. has all of that. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he has access. He didn't rely on like that kind of tech, like science, yeah. And like, and had the best people. Like, yeah, must be just kind of beyond. I I think so. I think they're also like yes men too, because Christopher McQuarrie has been like the director of these movies for the last like few years, and I think they just kind of like I think Tom wants to do something, and he's like okay, (laughs) like he doesn't really say no to him. So fun to work with, you know. I'm assuming if as long as everything's all right, (laughs) he doesn't. Yeah, Yeah. but. I, I do have like a lot of respect for Tom Cruise. I again I never really fancy him. I think I wasn't No. I, I don't I've always feel that, that way he's about like him. really good looking and I there's something about him, you know, even in this movie he just I love him just in that white tan top or like the leather jacket. But yeah, I like the knit. It's just there's something about him. That's the thing. It's he's the smile. Like, that smile is ridiculous. I don't know what it is. It's just He knows it yeah. though. He knows it. Because you know how he... I love how he turns that smile on. Like, it, it's it's a very... It's like a tick, too. Even when you see him in interviews I think, now. No, for me, is that thing he does. That eye contact where he's, like, yeah, trying to, like, get really inside intense. your mind. Yeah. You know? like, really <laughs> it's like, really intense. He's totally, like, done something to us. I feel like after you watch a movie, you're like, Tom Cruise is the greatest actor that's ever lived. Look, I always feel this way. I think, like, watching all the different movies that he was in in the 80s, like, I always liked him. I just... I like how diverse his films were. Like, he's only done like one kind of like, well, two, I, I guess you can call them period dramas, like Interview with a Vampire, with a vampire and Black Samurai, right? But 
besides that, it's pretty much like modern, you mm-hmm. know. But he, oh, his roles are pretty different. I, I would say. Yeah, they are. His... Rain Man. I mean, I just I can't. This is so just good, go... Rain Man. Yeah. Um. I yeah. I just I have a lot of respect for him as an actor. He's another one that doesn't have an Oscar that probably should. I feel I like don't, people I don't. I don't understand. I think it's so unfair. He doesn't have an Oscar for like anything. I guess he could have got it for Rain Man, I suppose. But then the other guy got it. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Were they nominated both for lead? Because I think I don't, I don't know who would know. be considered lead in I have that no one. Idea. I think he should have gotten it for Born on the Fourth of July because he was nominated oh, for that. Oh my god! But it's probably because he was so young. Gosh. They don't ever give it to people when they're really young either. Well, that's silly because I actually did watch that last ju- like Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. It's such a good film. Yeah, it's really good. He was nominated for Born on the Fourth of July, Jerry Maguire, Magnolia, and he was nominated just as a producer for Top Gun last mm. year. But he's only been nominated three Magnolia times for acting. Good. You have to watch. Yeah, that. I have, that's on my list. It's Isn't that Paul Thomas film. Anderson? I think it's like three hours. Isn't it like a it's long? A, it's long. It's a yeah. long one. Yeah, it's on my list to watch even for the podcast because I think I'll like. I think it'll be like something that I'll like for the podcast because it's Paul Thomas Anderson. I like him. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, no, he's done some really cool films. Um. Okay, so the notes that I have are just a few. I find it really interesting that Emilio Estevez is in an uncredited role in the beginning. He plays Jack, who's the guy who's like running the computer. Tech. He's uncredited. Really? He's uncredited, and he no. even has dialogue. Again, yeah, it's a long, it's a long, it's a long scene or like bits that he's in. He's not That's in just terrible. like a walk on. Yes, yeah, so I don't know why, but it's kind of crazy too because. Um, in Young Guns, the movie from the 80s, Tom Cruise was in an uncredited role in that movie, and that was an Emilio Estevez film. And they were both in The Outsiders together and, and mm. Young Guns. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of crazy. Um, Al Pacino, Michael Douglas, and Robert Redford were all considered for Jim Phelps, who's played by uh, John Voight. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. And then also, weirdly enough, George Clooney was offered the part of Ethan Hunt, but he turned it down due to working in One Fine Day. Bruce Willis, John Travolta, Nicolas Cage, Ray Fiennes, and Mel Gibson were all considered for the part before Tom Cruise got it. Well, I'm glad that none of them got it. Yeah, I can't imagine this being a franchise with any of them. I can't imagine any of them really doing this. No. And this is what, 90s? This is like maybe early 90s? Yeah, I can't imagine any of them. That no, not really, because then they would have not been able to do their, their own stunts, and it just would have been a completely different thing. And because he did a lot of his own stunts, this movie was on time and under budget, because he did some of his own stunts, yeah, which I thought was crazy. Pretty, pretty high budget. I guess all the those sequences must have cost a lot of money. The train sequence took six weeks to film, which is crazy, That like a month and a half. Like, oh sweet gosh. lord. Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically the only, uh, info I have there. There's a ton, as you said, there are videos where you can watch, like, specific things that they did. Oh, one other interesting thing is that there are rumors that Tom Cruise and Brian De Palma did not get along. I was gonna say, yeah. And that, it's also weird because De Palma said that he only did this movie because he needed a commercial hit. Like, this wasn't, Mm. like, a movie that he was, like, dying to do. Um, thankfully, it did end up being a hit. But also, uh, De Palma like kind of excused himself from the like media interviews before the release. So I think that's why people thought that like 
he didn't like I mean, it I, or I they didn't get along. Like, I can totally see how he would. Because also, like, the director tends to have most of the power on set. And then you have a guy who's, like, <laughs> Tom Cruise being, like, really in all about things. Saying, like, no, we have to do it this way. And mm-hmm. I have to do that. Like, it's like, you know, like, directors are, it doesn't matter who they are, they still are full of themselves they're kind of there's a bit of arrogance there do you know what i mean so you have someone oh, like stepping on their toes do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i just can't imagine that would have yeah like i'm sure that kind of annoy him i suppose that he wanted to be part of everything and he kind of took control of a lot of things you know mm-hmm. to do with the film so has tom cruise ever directed anything i don't know i don't think he has i'm surprised actually that he hasn't I mean, his hands are full with what he does. I guess he's producing, so that's kind of... Producing is, like, a big thing. Yeah, I guess so. It's just nuts. I just can't imagine it. It says that he has... Yeah, he produces a lot. Like, a lot. He's produced a lot of stuff he hasn't even in, like um, Elizabethtown. (laughs) Which is oh. a movie that I like with Kirsten Dunson. Uh, was it Orlando Bloom? It's like actually really bad, but I like it. It's hey, like I've bad. Never watched it. Yeah, I don't it's like Orlando gr- Bloom. He annoys me. Just oh, does like, he? Okay. Oh, wow. He annoys me yeah, since he got I with Katy Perry. He's an actor. It's just, he's not very good. Oh, Legolas? No. I think he just was famous because he was kind of cute. Not that I thought he was cute, but I know people did. Do you know? Oh. No, oh, I yeah. didn't know that. I'm not, I'm not into him at all. Oh, yeah. I think he, I mean, he looks really good. I feel like he, he just has, like, he has a, like, a kind of a charming vibe, too, when I see interviews with him. I was like, okay, I see why girls like you, but I don't know why you like Katy Perry. That, mm-hmm. that is the big, like, kind of red flag. I was like, no. Like, not mm-hmm. at all. Um, okay, yeah, so that's all I have for that. So let's move on to fashion. Uh, Penny Rose is the costume designer who's also done things like all of the pirate of the Caribbean films. Yeah. I mean, the thing is... What did you uh, think? The, the costume design worked, the fashion worked, but it wasn't like... Nothing was really outstanding because it's not like a fashion film. This mm-hmm. is like spies, you know. You did to wear a lot of black. and But I do like... I do like the overall look. I love a lot of the... Security guards, like the bad guys, yeah, I guess you can say, had like these oversized coats that I just love, and they're so like 90s, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love an oversized coat, like really like full length and like big shoulders, that kind of thing. Um, I love what Ethan wore, like just very simple, but it's just like really nice. Like it was like a deep green leather jacket. Oh, is it deep green? I thought it was good, but I'm colorblind, so I don't know. Oh, I, I always thought it was black. Okay, well, you're pretty right. I don't know. It's very, like, faded black, kind of. But, um, and I I think for me, obviously, the coolest outfit, I guess, was Luther. Like, on the train, when mm-hmm. he's, like, when he's first kind of, like, told, like, everything about the... The mission, I suppose, and he's wearing that suit with that turtle neck and mm-hmm. like sunglasses that are so nineties. <laughs> so like cool. his whole vibe is just very much like nineties and like very much inspired by like techno music. 
<laughs> he reminds me of how he was in Pulp Fiction. Yes, was he exactly. Marcellus? He, like, yeah, totally. was like, this is kind of like his character in Pulp Fiction. Um, yeah, I think he's just not really... I think Claire obviously looks beautiful, but she's just so pretty. It's like sickening, like how pretty she was. Like I was watching the film, and Matthew kept calling me in the room, and he was like, "Are you watching? Is is it like the the first one where that beautiful French actress is in?" I'm like, "Yeah." It's like I have the biggest crush on her. She's so pretty. I'm like, I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he he came back like twenty minutes later. Oh my god, yes, she still looks pretty good for her age. Look, I'm like, oh my god. Oh, okay. he like showed you oh, like a current picture. Um But yeah, I mean the fashion is just pretty like, you know, normal, but I guess those are my highlights. Those are your highlights? Mine are mine are kind of like that. Mine are like I just wrote like anytime Ethan's wearing a leather coat. Yeah. Um, I love the knits that he wears underneath him. He has like a gray knit that's like a V neck, which was kind of big in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. The turtleneck. Um, Mm -hmm. I like the suit that he has on when he meets Max. It's like a blue shirt. Yeah, it's like a blue shirt, and then like the blue satin tie that matches. I like that a lot. I love his like spy outfit when he's on the on the wire with those yes. like silver gloves and the glasses and the glasses he mm-hmm. looks so great yeah with he glasses. looks so good yeah he does look really good in glasses it's ridiculous i don't know anyone that like looks that good you know yeah it's just like it just he just like always looks he's so like all american He's so like that guy. He's so like, mm-hmm. just like the Top Gun, like this guy. Like he just kind of is that like hero, like movie star figure. It like is. looks good and everything, does everything. Like what does he not do? He's kind of like perfect. It's yeah, it's weird. kind of annoying yeah. that he's like this perfect. And yeah. like what can he not do? It's like, you know, it's just kind of nuts. I love the the military jacket that uh that i just yeah. jean renault um yeah. wears it's just like really cool i love those jackets and then for the women i didn't write anything specifically but i did write that this reminds me of like prada at the time it has like yeah. that minimal like jill sander yes. all the women have like suiting but it's like grays and white white <laughs> blouses um yeah that vibe. like claire, claire wears i think it's <sighs> i think this is like a scene where she's telling him that she's in mm-hmm. and that she wants to, um, you know, kind of like take revenge like... on the guy who did this to her husband. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing that gray suit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like heavy wool, very structured, slightly kind of reminiscent of the 1940s. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's like kind of like peplum shape. But yeah, it, it's true. It's very Prada, like 90s. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, like, Helmet and, and, like, all of those, like, minimal, like, kind of brands. Yeah. And what Sarah, like, the other lady, um, wears, where they go to that, um, to the party. Mm-hmm. She's just, like, I mean, it's just very simple, but it's her whole, like, image, like, put together. It's, like, red lipstick, really beautiful, like, black dress. It's just, yeah, it's just nice, like, but it's not really anything, like... Um, I don't know. It's not standout. Yeah, no. it's not like a standout. But it's later on. I know that um, Ethan's character has like really cool sunglasses. 
like in the other movies like it's a big i'm gonna pay oh, attention yeah. this one if, if he has any sense. like specific glasses because they're mm-hmm. always really different and he has like just they're kind of always kind of crazy i think also he wears the turtleneck a lot now because like the neck really starts to show your age yeah so i feel like it really what? helps to wear like a high collar i think now he wears a lot of suits and and turtlenecks in like the most recent mission impossible he had like turtlenecks on and stuff you know i don't know about you but i actually can't imagine he's had anything done he looks pretty Uh, like you didn't see those photos where he had filler and he went to like a baseball game and everyone was like oh Um, my god i okay first of all i don't understand why which is fine get fillers i mean he looks great but like I don't understand why a lot of people get some work done that are public figures. This is not the average person now. They Mm -hmm. get work done and they kind of know that your face is swollen. So like, why would you not, why would you not plan the time? Because you know that it's going to look not the best. That's not exactly how it's going to look when it settles. Like, I don't know. It's not just him. It's a lot of other people. And I'm like, why would if you have a red carpet and you know you have this date? I know you're trying to get it maybe before the red carpet. But, like, I mean, there is a time people know that it doesn't look as good as it's going to look later. I honestly feel like the only thing I can tell you is that anyone that has worked on, like, they get it gets to a point where like you just don't it's really so it's easy for us to identify they had anything done mm-hmm. but when they see themselves they just think oh i look good i just had this done they don't That's see it true. like oh i'm like puffy because none of them you've seen so many celebrities like nicole uh nicole kidman at some point looked really puffy like her face looked mm-hmm. kind of fucked you know yeah um renee What's her last name? Oh, Renee Zellweger. She also went through a phase where her face looked really big and like weird, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think they realize how bad it is. I think they just see it as like a. They're like, oh, I actually look better, and they don't really see because. I have a mother who does that, <laughs> um, not so much anymore. But she she was doing fillers even like two years ago still and. I was like, your face looks bigger. Can you see? And she was like, no, I think I look good. Yeah, I guess I think for sometimes. them, it's like the fact that I don't see those wrinkles anymore. And they have that kind of like, almost like soft, smooth mm-hmm. um, finish. You know, I, I guess they just see that as an improvement, but they don't see that their face actually looks kind of weird. It just really sucks for them too, because it's like, totally do your shit. But unfortunately... If I was, like, a PR person, I would have to bring up that, like, I don't mm-hmm. mind if you do this, but this is what the press is going to jump on. Like, all of the headlines are going to be, look how different your face looks when that's not what we want, even though it's, like, really fucked up. But that's because people see you so much and they're yeah. so used to seeing you a certain way that if you look any bit different, that's always what the press is like. Are they pregnant? Did they gain weight? Did they get plastic yes. surgery? Like, yeah. it's always, like, what people go to, and then it ends up being, like, a shame thing when it's like, they all do it. I mean, even regular people do it, so it's like, that's not crazy to think they would have done it. But I guess it's because <laughs> it looks different and jarring to us that we're like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, Tom Cruise definitely got some kind of... or. or allegedly looks like he got something done but i think he looks great i mean well we, when i watch uh top gun like oh, yeah he how do you look good. in that he look good yeah he looks he good looks... he looks older he looks his age i think he looks, i mean he looks his age but he just looks good for he looks really good for his age he you looks know really good. yeah i mean 
more power to you. I don't, I think that Brad Pitt is on some kind of other gene level. Uh, Keanu Reeves looks great. Isn't he like almost 60? He looks really good. I think he's yeah. almost 60. I don't think he's had anything done though. No, I think but he's I... a bit younger than Tom Cruise. Oh, is he? Okay, let's I'm see. How old sure. is he? Oh, he's 58. Up. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they're like, he's like a little younger than Brad Pitt. He's like a year younger. But all mm-hmm. those guys, all of our, all of our like heartthrob celebrities you grew up liking are all like sixty, like all of the ones that were like older and stuff, like <laughs> older than us. Even like Leo's almost fifty. I remember being like, "Oh, I'm only nine years, um, only nine years apart from Leo. Like maybe eventually we would meet and be together." <laughs> it's like no, I was way off there. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> you want someone who's like like what 22 23 <laughs> like oh my gosh there's no way um so yeah that's all i had really for fashion uh we can music i also i mean basically it's the mission impossible theme it that's is. basically I mean, all we got in this one the others, yeah which for anyone that wasn't around during that time like this song was like played everywhere yeah it was like there were so many different versions of it. There was the the one by the orchestra that was played in like some ceremony, like film, like kind of like maybe not Emmys, but um, award ceremonies for sure. And they also remixes by like different DJs, like remix the song. And I had that. I had like one. I think I had a cassette that oh, had wow. like. Uh, just the DJ, like the the remixes, you know, different versions, mm-hmm. and it was played on this radio station that played just like techno and electronic music. It was That's cool. funny. Um, but it was like everywhere. You, I, I'm pretty sure it got like, it. This is like a worldwide phenomenon, the, the soundtrack. Yeah, Lalo Schifrin is the the person who uh, composed the the yeah, famous uh, cool. theme. Yeah. It's really cool, especially, I mean, and this can lead into our favorite scenes and lines, but I love when it, when, like, you first hear the theme, like, in the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, you know? And I love yes, how it comes back it. in the end, you know, like, the very end, you get the, like, especially on the train, when he's, like, outside the train, and you see the helicopter, and then it's, like, regular music, and then it's, like, Duh, and then you hear it starting again, you're, like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, you're, like, uh-oh, yeah, it's about I, I to happen. Yeah, I love more, like, the electronic version of the song. Oh, I don't think I've heard the electronic version. Yeah, you have, you have. It it doesn't start electronic, it just goes into, like, an electronic kind of mix. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, what's your your favorite? What's your first uh, favorite standout? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, the, the tank being detonated, like, that is such an epic scene. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably... It's gonna be well. Actually, yeah, it's not really seen, but I do love the fact that um he's wearing when they're at the party. He removes the mask, and I love that. Any any time there is like someone yeah. is, you know, wearing well, pretend to be someone else. Like I love the makeup. It's just so cool. It's which, so cool. What's really big in the nineties? This was used in so many films, including Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah the like prosthetic kind of um mask making i guess you could say it's really funny um in so many other movies what was that face off like as well yeah face off was a little different though face off they did like it was like a surgery where they just looked they were that person yeah it wasn't like a mask i remember this being seen in like a lot of things in the 90s Mm -hmm. um 
It's like we love that Mrs. moment. Doubtfire. Yeah. <laughs> I love when they're making the mask in Ms. Doubtfire. When they like so good. Yeah, that part I, where they're like making it. I don't think I can explain to you how much joy that film brings me, but I sadness know. at the same time. I know. It's kind of we need to to do a Robin Williams film. We we have to Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, we haven't done any. We haven't even done like oh well Goodwill Hunting wasn't one of my favorites, but No, because um, I just want to talk about him. He's Yeah, just, yeah, well we'll definitely do he one. Deserves that, you know. There are a ton of I mean I he could even do Aladdin. I loved and... Aladdin. I loved him as the oh. genie. <laughs> that was like so good. I like the sad ones and I do love what is that film Miss something Hook? Like... Oh, it's just called Hook. Okay, yeah. I that. haven't seen that, but I think that was a kid's. Oh, no, that was so good. It's one of was, my favorites when I was younger. I was going to say, it's. I wonder if it's one of those ones that because I didn't watch it when I was younger, I, I'll be like, uh. I mean, I feel like you kind of had to be a kid, but I don't know. Try. Yeah, yeah, I totally will. I definitely want to do Ms. Doubtfire, though. Like, oh, that's please. one. That's we one for sure. That one. Yeah, like, definitely Ms. Doubtfire, because that's, like, classic. What other 90s it's- movies so, was he yeah, in? Yeah, so good. He was in Just a he's, he's great in that film, just being you know the nanny. just him doing everything i feel like it's like really big boobs it's just like all his accent just... my favorite is when he like calls on the when he's like doing the fake like uh calling for the personal ad you know where like she's like answering the phone oh, and yeah. she's like he does all those different voices and he's like hello and he's like hello and then it's like all these like crazy and he's like ah Layla, get back in your sail. Don't make me get the hose. And then he's like, hello. And then she just like hangs up. It's, and then he does, it's, it's just... so funny. He just does all yeah. these different ones. And apparently they say, which is, oh my God, this is another one of those moments that I'm like, God damn it, someone get this. They say that he did that movie, like there could be an NC-17 version. Like what? he did crazy, like dirty jokes and shit. They're like, they could make a rated R movie of really? what he did. There's so much on the cutting room floor, but the way they had to edit it. So it was a kid's movie, but they said that he did so much wild shit that was all on the cutting room floor that they could have made like an, not X rated, but like only for 17, like not even R. Wow. They could do like NC 17. Like he was that like, you know, expansive with the material. <laughs> just yeah, I mean, like, he was something else. It's yeah, like, he was another one that was, like, not of this world. Like, no. he was, like, a Tom Cruise, but in the comedy space, where you're like, well, who is this me, person? It's, it's his eyes. He just mm-hmm. had these sad eyes. Like, was not actually not sad eyes, it was, like, sadness. Mm-hmm. Even when he was making, like, not sad film, you know, it's just something, I don't know, just... He was just, just like, eight people it. in one. He was yeah. just like so many different people. It's like, who are you gonna get? Like, who mm-hmm. are you gonna? What What are you gonna get? And then he was so great at dr- like dramatic roles. <gasps> oh my god! Like Joker no one ever it. thought. Oh yeah. Like no one ever thought that he could be that dramatic. And then they're like, holy shit! You know, most comedians are like inherently like very good at drama because that's where a lot of mm. like comedy comes from, like pain and like trauma a lot of times. So like know, they're usually they really good at that. Yeah, so that that makes a lot of sense that they'd be really good. Like same with Jim Carrey, like no one ever thought Jim Carrey could be yeah yeah. could be serious at all, you know. And he really seriously is. So he's a little insane. Yeah. Yeah, I mean everyone. I feel like most comedians are, but that's what Mm. makes them good. (laughs) That's what makes them good. You know that they have that. Um. Um, Oh yeah. Okay. So the tank being detonated is my first cool favorite, and. I don't have that one. I don't, you don't have that one. No, really? I mean I do like that scene, but I that wasn't 
that wasn't uh that wasn't one of the things I noted. Oh no, it's definitely one of my favorites because he's like being told, like they think you're like well we think you're the mall, and mm-hmm. then just the way he is just like building up. Yeah, it's very much like that. Just that one scene when he's having that conversation with what's his name? Kittredge. Yeah. Um, it it just reminds me. It's very much like old school, like Hollywood, like kind of like Hitchcock or like mm-hmm. Carrie. It's just the way that was framed, like the suspense, you know, like how the, he's zooming in their faces, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I really like that. And then obviously, uh, they, he blows up the all the tanks, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. That was and really then obviously cool. all the whole sequence when they, when he, <laughs> he's in the air conditioner and then eventually gets on the vault suspended by the cable it's like <sighs> so that cool. whole sequence i literally seen the movie like so many times but i was still like oh i know like, i couldn't breathe and he was like yeah no you couldn't breathe you literally i held my breath for so long because i'm like i've seen this so many times i know what's gonna happen why am i reacting this way um it's kind of like nerve-wracking to watch you know and then when <laughs> when there's a rat and then he's like oh god he didn't need to kill the rat he no. could have just let it be i don't know why he needed to kill it but that's fine i mean yeah there's so many like times when you're like okay really like this is happening like the whole train sequence too like it's like, incredible but the helicopter in the tunnel <laughs> that for that long not really scratching the 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 top or the sides of the tunnel it's kind of like, unbelievable yeah it's like, okay I did like that. What I, I love about that scene that's really funny for me is that um, I love the banter between like Phelps and what Jean Renault, I don't know his character's name, is like when yeah. when he keeps like, like Voight is like on top of the train and he keeps like telling him like, come closer, come closer. And he looks like he's like yelling at him like, come here, come here, come here. I need to like latch this fucking thing on this like this hook on and it's just really funny oh, yeah. that he's it's like really funny. trying no, to I get agree. closer and then he's just like hurry up <laughs> come on yeah that is, it's yeah, really that is funny. funny yeah it's just like funny like they're back and forth i thought it was really cool but yeah i mean i think i just i love obviously it's all the action and the crazy scenes but i just love seeing tom cruise on that on that on the top of the train he just kind of like it looks incredible it how does. the air is kind of distorting his face because it's just so fast. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they use at the time a machine that is only like one in Europe at the time. Oh, Something wow. crazy. And he got it just to to produce that effect. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then obviously we have another like mask removal moment <laughs> with like, you know... With Claire and yeah, I love the, the like other... double cross moments. She's like, "Let's get the money. So Let's get the money and get out of here." And then you just yeah. see like doesn't say anything. I was like, I love how he can be like eight inches shorter than John Voight and nowhere near as big, and somehow he's like doubling as him. <laughs> but he's like sitting down. It's funny how they like never account for like the body type. It's always no, just the I face. <laughs> like the face we take the you... face off. Yeah, I know because you don't. You don't really see that he's so teeny. You don't. I mean, I guess now because we know. He's Yeah, he is. He's small. Because we know he is. We think about it now, but back then, I had no idea. Yeah, we sure. didn't care. I didn't even care that he was like what six inches shorter than Brad Pitt in Interview with the Vampire. 
Like they yeah, they know how to mask wore, it really well though. Well, he also wore um back then those boots that were shoes that made wore had a bit of a heel so. And he wore the top hat when Brad Pitt didn't. Exactly. So they give him like That's some kind of they do some kind of like tricks with it. Yeah. Or they put like Kirsten Dunst in the middle. <laughs> so you like can't really tell. I mean, I guess I forgot to mention this, but it is also like it happens when he's at the restaurant with before he like detonates the tax he knows exactly what happened and he's just seeing everything like he's putting everything together yeah and he, mm-hmm. I, I like that how they go through every person and like, how they why is killed. the other team in here yeah um it's, it's cool. pretty cool yeah, yeah it's really cool but I, i'll say those are my favorite scenes oh, yeah cool well my favorite first note it's not of a favorite scene, but I love how it just starts out as like a good old fashioned spy movie. Yes. Like he's on the yeah. plane mm-hmm. and you see him get the, I love the, like the old school of the, like, may I persuade you to watch a movie? And then he's like, I don't know. I don't really want anything. And like, maybe you'd like the cinema of the Ukraine. And then like he, op- you know, she opens the thing. And then I love the, the tapes. I love like when they show the mission and they're like, this is your mission. You have to do this. So you have to get this knock list. Yeah, and this is the cool. guy. Like, I love how, how it sets mm-hmm. up the whole thing and you kind of know in the be- in the you know beginning like what this mission's gonna be and then he's like you'll have your usual team you know this person does this and you're like okay cool this is everything and then i love how it's like you know the message will self-destruct like i love that whole thing and then you see him like light the cigarette and the thing like pff, like blows up in the cartridge yeah. that's really cool um, yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. yeah, my first favorite scene is the whole sequence after the mission at the embassy when they're trying to get proof of this guy Galitzin stealing the knocklist who he's gonna then sell to. So they gotta like follow him and then arrest both these people. So they originally it's like going well, and I love that there's that one moment where they've got the evidence, they got the glasses, they've got all that, and then that's when like the elevator, which is Emilio Estevez. And I yeah. love how, like, that's the moment where, like, things cascade. And I love that whole mm. sequence where, like, everyone slowly is dying. Like, and he's like, you know, you see Phelps back in the control, like, safe house. He's like, I've I've lost control. No, I can't do this. And he's like, all right, oh, Ethan, I'm coming to you. And then Ethan's just like, what the fuck? He's running. He's going to the bridge. He sees this. He sees the car explode. He, I mean, it's just like everything is all happening at once. And then and then when you get that famous, like, sequence of him in the phone, the phone booth, where he, like, puts that thing on the phone and calls Kittredge. And he's like, my team mm-hmm. is dead. Everyone's dead. And then he's like, all right, hold on. Meet me in zone one uh, in an hour. And he's like, you're in Prague? And he's like, meet you in an hour. And then he, like, hangs up. And then you find out, like, he was there. And there was, like, the secondary team. So I like when you see all of this. I love the sequence of, like, uh, her name's Kristen Scott Thomas. But she's, like, the one who's, like, following by the banks. It's all, like, moody. And she's, like, following Galitzin. And then you just... I love how that whole thing is filmed. Like, it's just... Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's really cool. You keep seeing, like, oh, God, like... At this point, you don't know anything is up. You're just watching this mission. You know something weird is going to happen. It's not going to end the way that you think. So I I like that whole thing. And then, yeah, I didn't have anything about the tank room. I do like that, but that wasn't one of my favorites. My my other favorite scene is when they're on the train and uh, Hunt is explaining to, like, the new crew about... Uh, the setup of the ballroom and you hear like you know temperature will shift it the pressure on the floor and i also like that um what's his name ving rames what is his name 
his character's hmm. name. Ving Rhames, the guy who's in Pulp oh, yeah. Fiction. I like when he actually mentions... Luther? What's his name? I think he's Luther. Luther, yeah. I knew it was an L. But I was like, Leon is the guy from Jean Reno. And I was like, I don't remember these people's the characters' names. But um, I like that Luther mentions crypto. I didn't notice that before, but he was talking about payment. Yeah. I was like, crypto, wait. I was like, I clearly don't. I'm so behind because they just talked about it, like in 96. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was taken aback by that. Yeah, too. I mean, yeah. that's a, I thought that was really cool because he was like, "How are you going to pay someone to do this? Like, crypto? Like, how? Like, we can't even get that." I was like, "Shit, crypto!" I was like, "Wow, that's kind of cool." I meant, I you know didn't know that before. So uh, that I think is really cool. But I just love like the explanation of the vault room. I just love how they talk about like how you the security measures, the retinal scan. The fu- I love how how she even you see Claire like set up, putting that little thing on the back of his jacket, that little tiny oh, yeah. thing, and then squeezing that stuff in yeah. his drink so okay. that he gets yeah. sick. Like I love the really whole cool. thing. Yeah, I love that whole setup before he even gets into the room. And then of course the room is like one of the most famous, like especially when the, um, when the drop, when he starts sweating, when he right after he drops. And then he, he starts sweating. Drop. Ridiculous. And like puts his hand yeah. under like the glove under the, and you see the splash. And then he's, they're like, they're all holding their breath too. Like everyone, like Leon holding the fucking cable and then Luther back. They're all just like, ah. and then the, the noise, like the noise frequency, like everything. You're yeah. just like, oh my God, this is insane. Um, yeah, no, that's, I mean, yeah, it's full of like, great moment, great scenes it's just uh, yeah it's a, a great action film. i don't know what i'm gonna name this it's either gonna be they're dead they're all dead or it's gonna be red light green light, green light. <laughs> i love that red light green light, red light yeah, that's, green that's, light. that's actually yeah i, I want that have... gum that gum is cool <laughs> it's like you just chew like press it together and then stick it on the thing and then I love how the theme is playing right then too. Like right when he does that, yeah. it's like dun, yeah. dun, 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 and then it so blows up in the, in the thing. It's like so cool. So yeah, I mean, this movie's fun. I really like them. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch the other ones at some point. They're just not high on my list because it's basically the same kind of format. And now I think the stunts are more ratcheted up. So I think than the early ones, but I have to say for you, since you like the movies, fallout is worth watching. The one that came out before, um, okay. that one has really cool like helicopter stunts that he was like in driving the heli or piloting the helicopter like by himself is yeah. some crazy shit that he does there um but yeah we're we're gonna see the new one uh so that that should be exciting i think in like a week or so or next weekend yeah. so that should be Wait, fun no this weekend right this weekend yeah, yeah yeah this weekend yeah um but yeah so it should be super fun i forgot to say join the patreon but it's fun (laughs) over there (laughs) we're doing cool stuff and yeah i mean i hope we weren't too much of tom cruise fangirls i hope we didn't let you down because you thought we were like not gonna be into tom cruise because you know of what people think of him but i don't know we're like 80s kids so it's kind of hard it's It's kind of hard it's part of my childhood yeah it's kind of hard to to like write him off i mean he's like he's in the fabric of movies for people our age, he just yeah, for sure. He Especially just kind of is. If anyone watched Legends, it's just like a fantasy film. Oh, that's right. I think like you told 80s. me about it, and I think someone I did an interview with told me about it too. I think it was Doom Generation. I think those girls yeah, said something about it too. Kind of like as a kid, you watch that. It's just I don't know. It's just you know, 
nostalgia i don't know yeah nostalgia overload especially mm-hmm. for us now yeah oh but, god yeah i mean that's like yeah it's like all that's like it's all terrible. people talk about yeah because this is like my life oh i remember those days yeah oh my god it's basically like, that's true not to, but yeah so that's true i mean no regrets because at the end of the day like we we were around for like the best really mm-hmm we definitely time, were. So I'm happy that we did, but it's sad that times are over. But it's cool that we can still talk about it. Yeah. I mean that's mm-hmm. what's pretty cool. So yeah, I mean, uh, join the Patreon, write us a review, do all that fun jazz. I don't know what we're gonna be doing next on Patreon. Probably, we have to do a uh, loss in translation if we can nab Jules down long enough to. Oh yeah. To watch it, we have to do a forward flash. I feel like I've been doing a whole lot of. Uh... I also want to do E to Mama Tambien too. Oh At some yeah. point, because that's a good summer one. It's a good film. Um, oh, anytime I get to see Gael and Diego. Too, that's... Especially when he was younger. Yeah. I mean, he looks good now, though. I like the gray hair. He does, but yeah. that... Oh, that's, like, peak, he, though. He has this beautiful <laughs> face. I mean, like... Yeah, his eyes, like... Amoris Perros. Yeah, that I mean, one, too. That's another one yeah. we can do. Yeah, we have a lot of forward flashes to do, so we could just pick a, a future movie to do, too. Cool. Well, uh, we will talk to you all on the next one. Bye. Bye.